What's happening, Life Church Global? We're so grateful to God uh, for this opportunity that we can gather together. Um, anybody love the Word of God in the house? Come on. Wherever you are, whichever life group you're in, this church absolutely loves God's Word. And we experience God's Word in the hug at the front door of the house. We experience God's Word in the songs that we sing, uh, in the melody, in the harmony, the music. We experience God's Word, even in the food that we're going to eat after life group. <laughs> so whatever it is, even in the celebrations, we experience God's Word. And you must understand that God's Word is Christ that has, that, that has been this algorithm that has, that has been a part of our lives for many, many years, but we did not give Him a name. We just experienced God. We experienced life. We experienced this abundance of life. We experienced these highs and, and even in the lows, we experienced God there, uh, but we've never given Him a name until today. Many religions call Him different names, but we call Him Christ. And so today I pray that Christ is magnified in your life, that you will begin to see Christ being magnified in your life. You will begin to see Him. You will begin to feel Him, you'll experience Him, but most importantly, you begin to acknowledge Him for who He is. We've had one of the most incredible weekends uh, of our lives this past weekend, and it has been phenomenal. Uh, we, Kelsey and I, <laughs> Kelsey and I and some of our friends did the Iron Man together, and man, I'm telling you, it was awesome. There was so much, we experienced so much of grace and so much of learning. Uh, and uh, it's going to be fun. What, 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 what's going to happen uh, in the future is going to be a lot of fun for our church. Uh, you know, I just want to, I want to publicly say thank you uh, to every single one of you who came to support us or who have been supporting us internationally uh, during this season. Thank you for everybody who wore the trifecta jersey. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, you know, um, we, we saw you. Wherever you were, you stood out. Those jerseys were phenomenal. We could spot you anywhere. Uh, and they looked good, man. They looked absolutely awesome. Uh, and uh, we were blessed by it. And um, so we, we want to thank Errol, uh, who's a part of our church, who designed it. Uh, and uh, he did a great job. So, um, you know, we... we we not only saw you, but most importantly, we heard you. <laughs> you knew that life was worth around by the noise we made. <laughs> Wherever, I mean, we, all the people who came, families who came to support them and everything, there was nothing like our family. I mean, they were, they're, they're nothing like your friends that, that come to support you. I mean, oh my gosh, they, we were loud. Uh, we just needed, we borrowed a band from somewhere. <laughs> we just needed someone with a drum to make some noise. And we were, they were all in there kicking up the sand. And yeah, it was fun. We, we, we had some, if you missed it, you know, you missed it. <laughs> we don't have any videos to show you, but I mean, honestly, it was a party for us as a church and uh, we, we just need one reason to gather uh, and just to celebrate. And uh, even though we were toiling in the sun, uh, we remembered every single one of you who stood in the sun waiting for us to pass by uh, so that you can encourage us and give us a good word. But most importantly, you knew who our friends were and you, even though you did not know them by name, you were encouraging them. You know what? I saw life just global dude we were encouraging anyone anyone that walked by come on man you can <laughs> it was so awesome I was standing at the finish line waiting for Kelsey for like 45 minutes uh, to come for her uh, because I thought she was closer than what the map showed on the phone you know uh, the tracker showed on the on the phone and I was thinking she should be here any minute and it was wrong the tracker was wrong not my wife the tracker was wrong <laughs> and I was waiting at the finish line and I'm looking at it, and the only way I knew life was were around was by the noise they made. I just knew Kelsey is around the corner just by the amount of celebration that was happening. And uh, it's, it's such a, it's, it's amazing to be a part of a real church where people don't sugarcoat things, where you just celebrate because you are genuinely full of joy. Uh, and so I'm, I'm extremely, I was extremely pr proud to, um, to be your pastor in that moment. Uh, a little bit embarrassed, but <laughs> especially when I came off the bike. Oh my goodness. <laughs> there were people running next to me. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, are they allowed to run? Um, I hope no one trips. I'm thinking, I hope none of our guys trip and fall down. 
um but i forgot to look at the carpet in front of me but i didn't trip um but it was so awesome you know and uh, there was a testimony that came out um that someone shared with me about a lady who was waiting at the at the the you know the dismounting line of the bike uh, she was waiting for someone there supporting somebody else and she saw how life church global was celebrating their pastor she heard and saw it and she was like who is this john <laughs> to these people <laughs> She was asking people the question because your celebration the way you honored me when I came through that caused this woman to be so emotional she started crying. And she said I've never experienced this kind of love for somebody uh like this in a in a public place. And so for that I just want to honor you. Uh you have moved my heart and you're also a celebration and you're cheering me on was phenomenal it was very, it was amazing thank you so much for doing that thank you for wearing the jersey standing in the sun you know our church people were awesome they were buying coconuts and and water for people and it was amazing we we this is this is evangelism this is the gospel going out this is the way we do life and and i'm telling you the future of life is global is going to be awesome you know so it's going to be good it's really good and 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 you know what i'll tell you something a lot of people who gave me their word <laughs> at the finish line they were making some bold statements <laughs> i remember all of you <laughs> who said pastor next year we're going to do iron man together and so i'm i'm ready for that i want to tell you i'm ready for it we're going to do iron man next year but here's the challenge though here's what i want to challenge you i want to challenge you and we're going to we're going to do this as a church We're not just going to do this as like oh it's a fitness club no 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 we're going to do this as a church and we're going to have the largest group in for going for iron man any than any church has ever sent we're going to send 50 60 100 people we're just going to go for it and we're going to rock this iron man next year if two people listen if two people have gone this year and we made such a loud noise and we made such a difference over there can you imagine if 100 of our athletes athletes We're not talking about mom dad auntie uncle now we're talking about athletes we're going to train over this year we're going to train to become athletes we're going to athlete athletic bodies that's what we're going to have and we're going <laughs> to we're going to rock iron man next year we're going to make such a noise that people are going to see the goodness of god manifesting in and through our lives so but i remember those ones i remember you <laughs> you know this is such a a testimony of not only just your love uh for uh for one another but also uh I, i just Kelsey and I just want to dedicate this race uh and the medal and all of that stuff and finishing it to you uh, as a church to life church global we want to dedicate it to you but also we want to invite you into experiencing a new dimension of possibilities keep this word in mind a new dimension of possibilities it is amazing all things are possible That your neighbor and say all things are possible. So as as sons of God, we need to show the world um and our and and our future brothers and sisters uh that we don't just talk the talk. That we have come into a place in our relationship with God and our, and 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 as maturing sons that we allow our physical bodies to testify of a power that comes from a renewed mind. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Our physical bodies are testifying of a power that comes from the renewed mind. Uh we focus on transformation and transformation takes place through the renewing of the mind and that mind is renewed by the word of God. So if a church is talking life, we're talking abundant life. We're talking about you will live and not die. You will declare the works of the Lord. You will do this and you will do that. We've got to show it somehow. And one of the ways we can show the world is being better than them at what they do that's the challenge the challenge is not doing what they do the challenge is doing it but even doing better than what they do and so that's the challenge you know we we we've you know we, we, the for kelsey and me the 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 challenge was can we go from couch fitness that's what i call it not couch potato couch fitness okay we had we had some sort of fitness but it was on the couch <laughs> so couch fitness to being triathletes. Ooh. Couch to triathletes. That's the that's the 
that's the challenge that was placed before us and we really uh, we stood up to the challenge and we said you know what it's time for us to show the world that this message of life can be manifested through our bodies look i'm 42 years old and people say when you become 40 40 when you reach your 40s you know everything starts aching and you know all that kind of stuff you get up you groan you moan you start you know you all that kind of stuff it's just weird stuff they tell you i looked at all of what they said and all of what god has said and i chose what god said and i and and in my 40s i'm 42 you must understand we're doing things that 42 year olds don't do they're getting ready for retirement. We're just beginning our life. <laughs> Come on now. We're not, we're not sitting back and just chilling and like, you know, oh, you know, we'll slow down. No, we're not slowing down. We, 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 I don't know how, but God gave us the grace to train three hours a day, <laughs> including everything that we do in church and businesses and all of that. And I want to talk about this today. All things are possible. I want to, because we, because there are times when we create excuses because we like procrastination and we just want, don't want to get up from our couch and we, we like the job that we have and it's comfortable. But God, you must understand, being fruitful, multiplying and replenishing the earth does not come by sitting on a couch. It comes by applying the word. And the word is not only in church, ladies and gentlemen. We just proved to you that you can in three months become a triathlete. You must understand, it's the grace of God, 100%. But it takes hard work. It's hard work, alright? So, we, we are going to have a program that's going to be called Try Life. Okay, not T-R-Y Life. It's T-R-I Life, like triathlete. Like try life, and those who are uh, who are really interested in wanting to be a part of this um, this program, uh, Kelsey and I are going to lead it, and we're going to go uh, and and train and and go and do stuff together, and uh, we're going to um, bike together, cycle together, uh, <laughs> we're going to run together, we're going to um, swim swim together. Look, I, I've never swam before. Like in the sense I can swim, but not as an athlete. But we're willing to push the boundaries of what of our limitations. What are the things that are challenging you in your life physically? Let the word of God be a source of life for you. And I'm guarantee you that your life will never be the same again. So try life. It's awesome. Try life. Your life will never be the same again. Okay. So it's not a just a one-off event. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a lifestyle we're inviting you into. This is, this is going to be the language of our church going forward. That we're not looking for an event uh, called church like we used to have, like a Western church. We're going to do life in a completely different way. We're going to do church in a completely different way going forward. And try life at, you know, at being an athlete uh, uh, in, in a church uh, is something of an awesome, awesome glory uh, that you will begin to experience. While everybody else are, are getting, you know, are asking for prayer for sickness, our church will not have those issues. Because you figured out a way to overcome by being a triathlete. And it's very important that you understand this because triathletes don't just overcome because of a medal. They overcome hurdles in their own life. They overcome the things that are uh, that are holding them back, limitations within themselves, and they overcome these things by putting themselves to the test like this. And when you do that, you make a statement that manifests the glory of God. And so we're going to talk about that uh, uh, today and even uh, the rest of this year. We're going to do that, uh, and we're, Kelsey and I are going to try and go for another Ironman. Um, and if if you're ready, we can take a team. And we can travel with the team. Uh, we can go to different countries, and we can do Ironman there, and, and different marathons. And yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do this, and we're gonna we're gonna celebrate that this is the new way of church. Okay, this is the new way of doing church. Jesus never um, went to a uh, a church gathering that was waiting for him. He sat around people, and he just spoke, and they recorded it, and that is the word of God. And so you must understand, the way we do church is going to change in a, in a huge way. So, we don't want to be a church that just talks the talk. We want to be a church that walks the abundant life. Okay? So, 
So today I'm going to teach from a, a, a program that I'm developing called uh, a Dimension of Productivity. And the title of my message uh, is The Power to Produce, dot, 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 okay? <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but to me it's dot, 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 all right? So let's open our Bibles to Mark chapter 19, uh, sorry, Mark chapter 9, uh, and we'll read from verse 14 onwards. So verse 14 says this, And when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and the scribes disputing with them. So the scribes are having a dispute with the disciples. And immediately they saw him, everybody, and all the people were greatly amazed. Listen to the language now, okay? When Jesus came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude around the disciples and the scribes were disputing with the disciples. But when everybody saw Jesus, they were amazed. It's amazing. The, and all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him and asked, and he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them as in my disciples? Okay, I just want you to pause now. We're, we're going to get into it a little bit, but I just want to sh show you something. When we read the scripture, you must understand, you have to decipher the word. You've got to enter into the, the dimensions of what is happening here. All right, so here we see that the scribes, um, the ones who note down the testimonies, the ones who, who write down what the Pharisees and the, scri and the, and the rabbis would say, these, these people are having a discussion, they're having a dispute, an argument with the disciples. But when Jesus comes to them, they all turn around, look at him and they're amazed. The question is, why were they not amazed with the disciples? They're Jesus' disciples. But when they look at Jesus, they're amazed. But when they talk to the disciples, they enter into a dispute. There's a reason why. Okay? So Jesus asked them, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowds answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples. Here's where the problem is. So I spoke to your disciples and they, that they should cast it out, but they could not. That's the dispute. So which means they brought a demon-possessed boy to the disciples because they're the disciples of Jesus. Jesus, the, the, man, the, the son of God and son of man who has all power and all authority, who's been casting out demons. They bring, they don't want to disturb Jesus because he's not around there now. So they bring him to the disciples. Which means they, they bring a demon-possessed boy to you and me. And they're saying, please cast out this demon from this boy. And the disciples could not. And they're greatly amazed at Jesus. Why? It's because somehow Jesus is able to produce power and the disciples were not. Because that demonic spirit leaving that boy needed the disciples to exercise, not exorcise, but exercise a power that was greater than what, was, what they were manifesting. And that's why the scribes were like, this is not, you're not supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to cast it out. Which means whatever you're doing is fake. You're, I'm just putting, just making it relative to us. They, there's a dispute. They, they disagree with them because they're following this teacher who is moving in miracle signs and wonders, who's demonstrating power, but his disciples are not demonstrating the power. And so now they have a dispute, but then when they look at Jesus, it completely changes because they're amazed by just looking at him. And they run to Jesus for a solution. We must understand that when we talk Christ in me is the hope of glory, in the new covenant, what we're saying is that every time we receive the word of God and we, we, we allow that word to now begin to um, manifest Christ out of us, people will be attracted to it. They'll be amazed by you 
amazed by Christ in you and they will come to you needing something from you. See, they knew they were Jesus' disciples, so they came to them. But then they realized they didn't have power, so they went to Jesus. Do you understand? That's what's happening here. This, this is the issue. The issue is, can you produce power? Can you produce power? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> For whatever, make money. Do a miracle. Do a sign and wonder. Heal someone's body. You need power for it. Can you do it? Is the question. Because if you're not, you'll be in disputes. Because if you are, they're attracted to you. They're not come to dispute now. They come for you to fulfill a need that they have. And that's the, that's the position that we are as children of God. Who are being transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus. And that transformation comes through the renewing of our mind. Right. So, now, let's keep moving. So, so they said, So I spoke to your disciples and they, that they should cast it out, but they could not. Now Jesus answered and said to them, O faithless generation. He's talking to his disciples. He's calling them a faithless generation. He's not talking to the scribes and Pharisees uh, or, or this father who brought his demon-possessed son because they have no faith. They, they're coming to Jesus and the disciples because they have faith. So Jesus is saying, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Come on now. I love that. Verse 20. This is where it gets interesting. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw, immediately the spirit. Now, listen to this. When he saw him, when he, the demonic spirit, saw Jesus. <laughs> immediately the spirit convulsed in him. Jesus didn't have to say anything. Jesus didn't have to do anything. Come out in Jesus. No, he wouldn't say, come out in my name. No, no. He didn't say anything like that. He's just standing there and he's looking. And the minute he makes eye contact with this, with this boy, the demonic spirit recognizes him and starts throwing this boy down. He's, there's a whole convulsion happening right now. Right? And so immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So Jesus now is not in a hurry. You must understand. He's not like trying to cast out the demon. He's having a discussion while this thing is happening. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? Can you, understand? Can you, can you believe what is happening? Christians will be like, ha, ah, oh, come out. And we, we try to heal and we do, do now, do, ah, come out now. Jesus is like, no, just let me have a conversation with the dad. How long has this thing been going on for? What is he demonstrating? Power. He's not responding to a demon. Oh, come on. Do you understand? He's not responding to the situation. He's fully in control of himself. And so while that thing is doing its thing, Jesus is doing his thing. How long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. Two elements. Okay? But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Now, verse 23 in the New King James Version doesn't really communicate what the real text communicates. Verse 23 in the New King James Version says this, And Jesus said to him, If you can believe. But act the actual text, Jesus actually questions the man about the statement he made. If you can, you're coming to me and you're doubting if I can. That's what Jesus is asking him. You come to me and you say, if you can, have compassion and help us. If you can, of course I can. You see, it's all statements of power. 
So he repeats, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Come on now. All things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible to him who believes. Now, when I went into the Greek to find out what all things mean, I know I, I, I poke fun at it, but I, I've done a Greek a, a, a word study on it. And all things is the word pass, not P-A-S-S, but just P-A-S. Okay, and it means that each and every single thing that makes up a whole. Okay, so for example, when Jesus says all things, he's saying all the little details Every single circumstance, every single situation, every single thing, like if you look, if you look at a if you look at a mosaic, a painting, it, it is it is made up of little things that come together to make up a big picture. He said, in order for you to uh, to to have you know all things become possible for those who believe, that all things you've got to be dealing with the minute and everything else. You've got to deal with the micro and the macro. And you've got to deal with the micro in light of the macro. You can't just, you can't just say, I need power. I'm going to demonstrate power when you have not demonstrated micro power. We want to do awesome things for God and that's a brilliant thing. Please don't get me wrong. But first be faithful to the little things. If you're faithful to the little, you will be faithful with much. And so what Jesus is trying to say here is all things, all things, all the little details are possible for him who believes. Which means you can believe for a million dollars, okay, which is awesome. But God wants to trust you with the salary that you're getting which may not be a million dollars right now. But eventually one day it will become that. But you've got to be faithful with the little, the micro. And when you're faithful with the little, now all things, the big picture becomes possible. Oh, come on now. And now he's talking about demonstrating power. How does a person demonstrate power where a demon now looks at Jesus and starts manifesting? Where do we see this? Where did Jesus get this power from? He got this power when he submitted, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me very carefully. He submitted himself to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit now took him into the wilderness to be tested and tempted of the devil. Do you understand? While he's in the wilderness and he's being tempted and tested by the devil, he overcomes the temptation. He overcomes the testing. It was a micro. That testing in the wilderness was not macro. It was a small test. It came by a big demon, but it's a small test. And when he passed that test, now every spirit in the demonic kingdom knew that this man has power. You, I hope you understand what I'm saying. So now, wherever Jesus went, every demon would start trembling just at his presence, just at looking at him. He's walking down the street and a guy who is filled with demons comes to him and says, please, cast me out. I don't like this guy anymore. Can you imagine? That's my words. He saw the demons in him are asking Jesus, pleading, please send us out into the pigs. That's a whole other level of deliverance ministry. People create deliverance ministries by shouting and screaming and, and trying to hold people's hair. You know, I've, I've seen this in my life growing up. I've seen people try to cast out demons and I've seen demons hammering people. And they do all this drama because they have no power. If you have power... You don't give it attention. <laughs> if you had power, 
The minute the demon-possessed person comes in your presence, they will ask you to cast them out. So which means, behind closed doors, are you overcoming them? That's the question. When you're being tested and tempted behind closed doors, are you overcoming that temptation? Because that's the macro, that's the micro that will eventually one day become a macro for you to produce greater power. Come on now. Are you able to overcome those thoughts, those words of gossip when nobody's looking? Is it you and your friend having a coffee? And she said, oh, you know about sister so-and-so. Are you shutting it down? Or are you encouraging it? Really? Let's pray for them. We spiritualize gossip. <laughs> oh, come, let's agree together. This person's having issues with her husband. Oh, really? Oh, what, what issues? We need, we need details so we can pray in details. It's all rubbish. <laughs> it, it's a test. You must understand. It's a test. It's a micro-test for you to learn to produce micropower. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is in the Gospels, when Jesus was talking about the parable of the sower, we talk about four different types of soil. This is in Matthew chapter 13. He talks about four different types of soil and those four different types of soil is in the same ground. And he takes seed and he liberally sows on all four types of soil. But only one type of soil produces a harvest. The other three types don't produce a harvest. Okay? Must understand. And so now, when he gives seed, in the seed of God's word, you must understand, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. So there's, we see, understand there's a progression of the word. The word becomes flesh and dwells amongst men. The word invisible, like I'm speaking to you now, you can hear it, but it's coming to you, it's invisible, but it's coming to you in seed form. That word, the natural progression of that word is to become flesh. Which means when, you, when I talk to you, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to the word that has become flesh. Let that sink into you now. Now you'll understand why it's important for you to receive the word of God. It's because that natural progression of the word is to become flesh. So Christ in me, now Christ in heaven is the hope of glory. Christ in me. So when we talk to one another, we're talking about we're talking to Christ. We're leading one another to Christ, not in heaven, in me. Okay? Right. So now, so the, in, in the word, in the seed of God's word, God embeds the power to give life. The power for you now to begin to have dominion. No matter what circumstance comes your way, the power. Now, I can be talking about giving. I can talk about finances and you will receive power in your body to get healed of a sickness because it's God's power. When it comes into your body, whatever the need is, it will give you power. I hope you understand that. But it comes in the form, it comes embedded in the seed of God's word, right? So now, when God gives seed liberally in a church service, okay, the state of your heart will determine whether you reject God's power or not in your life. So when the time comes for you to be tested, you have no power. Why? Because 80% of the ground of your heart is, has rejected God's word. Come on, I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm, I'm teaching, I'm taking it very slowly so that you understand this algorithm. It's beautiful, right? In God's word, in the spoken word, we don't just, we don't just like loosely use our words now. We, we speak the word of God and every time we speak the word of God, in that word is a power. Now you can sit here or you can sit at home and you can absolutely reject the message. But you reject it because you, 
you've absolutely rejected the message because you don't like me. But what you've done is you've rejected the power for your next breakthrough. You must understand what is happening here. Don't get too familiar with my flaws that you reject the power of God that comes out of my mouth. So, in saying that, so in the seed, God gives liberally. The, the way you deal with your heart determines how much power you have. So now, that power will stay in you based on how you believe, not what you believe. I want you to go to Luke uh, chapter 8. Uh, now, we understand, I don't want to read the entire parable, but I want you to, um, I want to read just one verse. It's verse 15, okay? Because I believe that Life Church Global, we spend the entire week dealing with the heart and we come on Saturday to church, not Friday, Saturday, I got it right. Uh, we come on Saturday presenting more ground to God, more good ground to God. Every week we come Dealing with stuff. We don't come to church to deal with stuff. We come to church strategically to receive what? The word. And when we receive the word, we receive power. Power to produce dot, dot, dot. Okay? Right. So verse 15 says this. But the ones that fell on good ground are the ones who having heard the word with a noble and good heart. Keep it and bear fruit with patience. Okay? Now, when you receive the seed of God's word into your heart, you receive power, but that power is sitting in you. You need a circumstance in your life. You need a situation in your life in order for you to manifest that power so that you can dominate that situation, so you can change the situation. Right? So now, most of you have been looking at this LED screen behind me since the time we've been doing this church, like, you know, online church. But most of you are looking at this picture today and you're like, wow, man, what an awesome design. I, even I like it. It's really good, the colors, all that kind of stuff. But the problem is you're only seeing the whole picture. You're not, you can't see the whole picture in the little diodes and the LEDs, the little LEDs the millions, the thousands of them that are in this screen. I hope you understand what I'm saying. In this screen is a big picture. But in this big picture, there are little LEDs, small, minute LEDs that are producing a color. And in order for you to see that color, power needs to come to that little LED. But we're looking at the full picture. Demonstration of power. Wow, demon is left. But actually you don't understand the little, the little right here, right here. I know I'm going out of zoom, but I'm going out of the picture, but, but you must understand right here, there was, a, there was a time when you were being tested. There was a time that you were sick in hospital. There's a time here where you lost your job. There was a time here that you, um, that somebody came to gossip to you and you shut it down. There was a time here that, that somebody came to you with bad news and you gave them good news. Were, every little diode over here, you have overcome the enemy by believing the word of God. You didn't just do the whole picture. You're just doing the little things. You're receiving word and every time your faith now in the word of God in a situation you receive the word that word now in you attracts a situation for you to practice overcoming so that you can produce power you must understand you're being strengthened by the very circumstances that you think are come to destroy you it's a good word man really good word so we when they go to the disciples, they want the full picture. The disciples were not overcoming the little things in their life. 
That's why they couldn't cast out the demon. But when they go to Jesus, Jesus was in the desert being tempted for 30 days, for 40 days, 40 nights without food, without drink. He was overcoming, 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 over all his life. He's been overcoming, he's been tested, tried, overcoming, overcoming, overcoming. And now all of a sudden, the demon looks at the full picture. The demon just doesn't look at one diode. Oops, sorry. The demon doesn't look at just one diode. He looks at the whole picture and he sees power. He's like, I can't deal with this. I need to go. Now, as Christians, for us, it's important to understand that this power, this power that comes and gives this, this makes this color, you know, pop out so we can see it. Where does that power come from? It comes from the word. It comes from the word that we receive. That word, Christ is the vessel that carries the power of God to you. But the minute you receive Christ, you receive a revelation of the word of God into your life. Now, that revelation that you receive begins to attract storms. It begins to attract giants. It begins to attract lions and bears to you. So that now why? It's preparing you to become a king. When David was fighting the lion and the bear, he wasn't thinking, I'm the king of Israel. He's like, I'm being faithful to God right now. Who who dare speak against the Lord God? That's that's David's battle. And he's faithful with the little things. He's faithful with the little things. And he's overcoming these giants. He's overcoming these little things. These little thoughts that come into your mind that these little thoughts that come into your mind that say things about somebody else. Deal with it straight away. See, when you receive the word of God into your heart, your faith in God's ability in you reveals your faith in God. That's why Jesus says to his disciples, "Oh faithless generation, how long should I be with you?" You must understand it's called the faithless generation. They are with Jesus the son of God. You and I are not with Jesus son of God as in in the physical. We believe there is a we believe in the spirit. We believe we have faith. That's why the power is much more for you and me I hope you understand what I'm saying but see the minute you believe in the word of god you will attract lions bears storms giants all of them but they are just coming to equip you they are not coming to destroy you as a son of god they are coming to serve you they're doing their best to serve you and what is their service to you now people will take this the wrong way maybe you, i don't know it doesn't matter but our perspective has to be like this as a church our perspective has to be like this that their worship to god is their service to us they come to attack we what we call an attack when they come to do their best they present they make a presentation to us ladies and gentlemen our responsibility is not to ask god to give us a breakthrough Our responsibility is to humble ourselves and allow it to overwhelm us. Come on now, this this is this is crazy strategy. You've not heard this before. Look, for us, we have a very low tolerance for pain. Very low tolerance. We have very low patience when it comes to suffering. But have you read in the scripture that love suffers long love is patient love is kind wow so if the love of god is in me he gives me the grace to suffer long long I become very quiet i know it's okay i've gone into a subject <laughs> it was fine up until now pastor john you didn't have to talk about suffering But you must understand what I'm trying to present to you is I'm not I'm not trying to say well you deserve uh you know God is punishing that's all rubbish that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about a son of God that is being trained by circumstances and situations the way we see it yeah it's a training ground I'm not running to God to say give me a breakthrough God set me free from this no 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 the solution was given to me on saturday when i was sitting in life group 
in church. He has already given you the solution. Stop trying to ask him for something he's already given you. You were in church on your phone when he was giving you a solution. Now, you can be in church, in our church, on the chat groups on your phone. That's allowed. Because a lot of seed going on over there. Seed distribution going on there. People prophesying over one another and people saying amen and there's a lot of faith on the chats. That's okay. Social media, no. You must understand what I'm trying to say. When, you, when, you're, when, you're, when your heart is not prepared to receive seed, your mind distracts you to doing something that gives you pleasure. But the time comes when you're facing a giant and you need power. But you've not fixed the little diode over there. And you're sitting in church and you're like, <gasps> oh man, how long is this guy talking for? Like, I can't wait for the food. Jasmine cooked some really nice food, man. I really want some, oh, that Armenian, those kebabs are really awesome. Right? So now everybody's going to go eat kebabs. <laughs> Relax, that's not what I'm talking about. But you, you must understand, our mind is on something else. It's not presented to the Father. And Jesus is saying here, having heard the word, how? With a noble and a good heart. That's interesting. I researched what that word noble means. Okay. The, no, the word noble means an outward sign of the inward good. So goodness in a person that is manifested to inspire people to embrace what is good. So when God is looking to give people seed, He's looking for you and me to have inward goodness that is inspiring the people around us to, ch to choose to be good. So if you were to look at your life when you're sitting in life group and you're coming to church, you're doing that. How many people are you inspiring with the goodness of your heart? How many people around you without you even trying to lead them are following you? How many people look at your life and say, man, what he's doing or what she's doing, I want to do that. You're inspiring people. You're, you're causing people to say, what is on that person? I want to do the same thing. There's so much goodness in that person. I want to do that. That's the, that's the heart that is presented to God. A noble and a good heart. The conscience that is clean. A conscience that is good. And presenting it to God. And then he says, keep it. Which means you keep the word. So it's not only the state of your heart, but the choice that you make to understand the word. You're not just saying, okay, cool. I don't, I don't get what these guys are saying. It's okay, man. There's too, too, too much like too far ahead. This is like, wow, I, I don't get it. No. When, you, when God looks at your heart, He wants to see whether you make a choice to search it out to try to understand what John is preaching. To try to understand what Kelsey is saying. To try and understand. I want to. Why? Because I understand that in what they're saying, in what the word is coming out, there's a power that I need to keep. That word that carries a power, keep it. Look, earlier, the different types of soil. It says, the birds of the air come and take the soil away. Which means you can reject the word of God by leaving it dormant on your heart, on the, on the top of your heart, and demons will come and take it away. That's what he says here, if you read this passage. They come and take the power of God that is in seed form away from your life. And they know you have no power. They know. So they'll bring circumstances in your life that will overwhelm you. And now you'll run to Pastor John, you'll run to your life coach, please pray for me, I need a breakthrough in my life, send 10 WhatsApp messages to the 50 groups that you're on, please pray for me now, 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 now. Why? It's because you have no power. I don't remember the last time I sent a prayer request on any WhatsApp group for myself. Why? Because I have power, man. I don't need anybody to agree with me for a breakthrough in my life. I know how to get my breakthroughs. And I taught you in ethereal life how to do it as well. 
you must understand we are not dependent we're not weak people we're not weak people we're strong why are we strong because of the power the power of god in us makes us strong we're not aggressive people we're strong people you can't just push us away like that no demon can come no storm can come no covid you must understand we stood up before covid came and took over the city did whatever the world we stood up and we said that covid will not touch our church and for a year and a half not a single person in our church was had covid we met people we were talking of course we abided by the government's rules all the laws and everything like that but none of our people until the lord said now i'm going to show you how to overcome it that's key we think oh well you know somebody sinned that's why we covid came into our no, no please don't think like that don't think like that god is very strategic he saved you so that you can build your faith So he saved you he kept you away from these things so that you can get stronger in the word of god you have power so that when it does come and it does overwhelm you you're not running for a breakthrough now you're holding on and you're you're maturing in patience now i want you to go to james chapter 1 oh pastor john james chapter 1 This is Jesus' brother now. This is what Jesus' brother is saying. He's saying, my brethren, count it all joy. He's not saying count some of them. Count all of them joy. When you fall into various trials, not when you walk into them, not when you recognize them, you're falling into them, which means you're not even ready for them. knowing that the testing of your faith the test ladies and gentlemen is not for you the test is for your faith blessed are those who believe all things are possible for those who believe that believe word is faith if you have faith in god you're attracting a test that's why you can't help it that's just the way god matures us That's the way we grow in power. We need power ladies and gentlemen to produce results. Do you have the power to produce results? Or do you go to someone or do you go to an ecclesia because we got the revelation now that an ecclesia coming together and agrees upon something it is established on earth. Yeah sure that's fine. But the circumstance is not on the ecclesia it is on you. What are you going to do when that situation has overwhelmed you? Brother James says, count it all joy. Wow. This this storm in my life. Wow. <laughs> Yay! It's awesome. Count it all joy. Don't count it all joy publicly. and privately send whatsapp messages to people counted all joy every trial every persecution every accusation every gossip every single thing that comes at you that overwhelms you counted all joy this is joy coming to me why because he's saying the testing of your faith produces what patience that word patience is the word endurance but let endurance have its what perfect work that you may be perfect complete and complete lacking nothing so which means endurance perfects you <laughs> endurance perfects you so that you can lack no thing he's not talking about you be fit now but he's talking about lacking no thing nothing which means when you learn to endure you get fit in your body for sure but you'll also get fit in your finances you get fit in your marriage you get fit in your your clothes will fit you <laughs> for sure <laughs> right so your your boss 
everything over there in your company will begin. Everything will start turning around because you're choosing to endure. You're not choosing to escape. You're not running to God to escape the problem. You're choosing to suffer long. Endure. See, endurance is the ability to, to perform at a high level while under stress. That's what endurance is. Endurance is the ability for you to perform, to be full of joy while you're suffering. Come on now. You're, you're, being, you're under duress, it's stressful. Ah, this circumstance. I feel like lashing up. I feel patience means you are, you're not exercising, you're not lashing out in wrath. You're slow to anger. Have you heard that? Slow to anger and abounding in love. Slow to anger. Slow, slow. Habibi, sabar. Slow down, slow down. <laughs> Someone cuts you on the road, ah, cut him, ah, just lash out. Somebody says something, say something back. Somebody slaps you, give him two slaps. But Jesus says completely the opposite. Somebody slaps you, give him the other cheek. Well, what are you saying, Jesus? You want me to suffer? Yeah, exactly. That's what I want you to suffer. I want you to understand that suffering is not bad. Suffering perfects you. Enduring while you're, while you're suffering perfects you so that you can lack nothing. God's intention in maturing you is so that you can lack nothing. Lacking nothing requires power. Why? Because when the time comes that you need a breakthrough, you produce it. You're not running to God you're not running to your pastor. You're not running to the prophet. You're not running to the evangelist. You're not apostle. Come on, give me a word. You're not running from conference to conference. You are the conference. You have enough word in you that from life to its global that you can have your own conference. You must understand, we're not small people. God chose you. You are not chosen by your mom and dad. God, heavenly father, a sovereign ruler has chosen you. Don't consider yourself so small. He's equipping you to be a mighty man of valor. But it requires you to endure. It requires you to patiently come under what you're suffering. See, I tell you, when people accuse you, this is the test. When people accuse you, they don't come to you, they tell somebody else, right? That's what I'm talking about. They don't have the guts to come to you. But when people accuse you of certain things that's not true, the fact that you go now to explain yourself and try to prove yourself and that you're not wrong shows that you're weak. If it's not true, you don't have to budge. Don't move. Let those demons manifest. <laughs> Do you understand? Let them manifest. You stay quiet. You allow those accusations to come at you and you suffer under that temptation. You suffer under those accusations. You suffer under those, that persecution. You suffer under that thing. You allow it to suffer, but you're full of joy. <laughs> you're not like, Pastor, I'm happy. <laughs> Pastor, I praise the Lord. I'm suffering for Jesus. No, no, no. Don't put on. Don't fake it. Don't fake it. Be full of joy. <laughs> Be full of joy. You're suffering? Say, Pastor, things are not going well. But you know what? I'm full of joy. And I know that God is perfecting me. I know that God is doing something awesome and I will lack nothing. I'm coming out of this lacking nothing. I know it. I know it in my heart. I know it. And I don't need anybody to pray for me. I don't need any deliverance. I don't need anything. I know that God is for me. He's given me his word. I'm full of faith. I believe it. I'm not letting go of God. I trust him. I know he will not let me down. I'm ready to suffer as long as it takes because I know God is perfecting me. You know, when, when, we, uh, when we signed up for Iron Man, 
we didn't really know what we were doing even when we got a coach we didn't know what we were doing it's only when the trainings began to come on the phone you know that training peaks it's called training peaks an app and every week my coach would give us the suffering for the week <laughs> when i first started looking at it i was like what is this man so much of suffering why do i have to suffer for this until god began to show me in the word every training what we call as suffering is an equipping for you to have more power and immediately i shifted my mind from this is suffering to saying i'm going to endure this with joy and i started looking forward to greater intensities of suffering you can ask kelsey i when it was the hardest 3 hours 20 minutes 3 hours 40 minute ride in the hot sun i i was excited i was full of faith i'm ready to go for it i want to do this i want to do this it came from a place of saying this is suffering i don't know why i don't know why i'm doing this to i am full of faith i want this i want this this is making me stronger this is making me better i am going to get that medal i'm going to finish that race i'm going to do it strong we're going to i'm going to smile when i'm crossing that line i'm going to laugh at the enemy when i'm crossing that line why because every training which was painful i endured it i look forward to the pain I look forward to the suffering. I wanted it because my body was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. My, when I suffered this week, the next week I was stronger and I was ready for more suffering. That's how that is endurance. That is how you know you're getting stronger when you look forward to more suffering, not look forward to breakthroughs. See a lot of us escapism has entered into the church in the form of breakthroughs and we've never been perfected by what god has placed on the inside of us and we go from pillar to post looking for more powerful people pray for my marriage pray for me to have a baby pray for this pray for that pray for that how much prayer do, why does god need to listen to somebody else when he can listen to you please i'm not disregarding prayer but i'm i'm what i'm dealing with is religion it's a it's a fake form of christianity that has really encouraged escapism and we escape we need a breakthrough oh my god the suffering oh it just started 2 days ago i was like oh god pastor please pray for me i i i need a breakthrough no you're in the breakthrough just stay in it let it simmer you a little bit more <laughs> stay let that heat feel it man feel it a little bit more because when you start feeling it you will start not looking outward for your help you will start looking inward you'll still start remembering you know in 2019 pastor john said this this, <laughs> this, this. you start you go back to your notes that you you took in those books and you start reading those books and you read the scriptures and you're like oh, okay that revelation that is exactly what god gave me for this situation you're not running from from pastor to pastor to pastor you're going to god god christ in me is the hope of glory now christ in pastor john not christ anybody else christ in me is the hope of glory and when you begin to look at yourself now that word in you as you as you put your faith in that word no matter how hard that situation is above you and how much you're suffering you you put your faith that he who has given you a promise will fulfill his word He who began a good work in you will see it to completion as long as it takes as long as it takes and you hold on and you put your faith in him now he looks at your faith in his word and responds to you ladies and gentlemen he doesn't respond according to how hard you pray or how much you fast he wants to see faith Jesus says when i when when the son of man returns to the earth will he find faith do you believe the word that you're receiving do you believe this word that you're reading is it just a book or is it a person is it just a book or is it seed when you receive the seed ladies and gentlemen in it is power 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 to produce 
results. The reason why I put power, the power, my title is the power to produce dot, dot, dot is because you will lack nothing. It can be, you can put your situation there and say power to produce results in this area, this area, this area, this area. Every area that you can possibly name, you can put it over there. Look at your life today. Look at your marriage. Look at your situation. Look at your finances. Those are all storms that are happening in your life. But you need to understand that when, when this thing is overwhelming you, don't try to fight it. You've got to use it for your advantage. Don't try to push it away by asking God for a breakthrough. Dig deep into your heart and say, Lord, I believe the word that you gave me. I believe those promises that you spoke over my life. I believe the words, the prophetic words that you gave through somebody. I believe those words. I believe what Jesus has spoken to me. I believe those words. This word, God. And you begin to apply that word. As you begin to mature in that word, in your understanding of that word, now the word begins to give you power. And ladies and gentlemen, like those trainings that I did every day of the week, every day of the week, I was doing one training, one training, one training, one training, doing those trainings every day. I was growing in overcome, I was getting power to overcome, but I was actually growing in endurance to the point where I had trained so much that when I went for the race, the race was so easy. You won't believe it. Like you, you, you had to ride next to me to even look at how much people were suffering around me and I wasn't. You must understand, when I left there, when I left the, 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 the venue and I started riding, I wasn't feeling tired. I wasn't feeling pain in my legs. I wasn't feeling anything. Of course, there's adrenaline, but there's also joy. I chose to hold on to joy while I'm riding my bike. So I'm, I'm laughing at people. I'm smiling at them. I'm talking to them. I'm saying, how are you doing? And you people shouting at me, but that's okay. Not a problem. They're, they're envying my bike and they're saying, oh, you're going too fast because of your bike and all that kind of stuff. That's okay. No problem. I wanted to give people food. I'm giving them, I want them they wanted a drink. I wanted to give them and, I, and I'm riding my bike. I'm not suffering. I'm overcoming. The endurance that you go through, the testing that you go through, makes the, the race easy. But you've got to go through those little LEDs. You've got to develop power in those little LEDs, those little situations, in order for you to experience. This, make, this looks awesome. This looks easy. They, you know, we see the mighty man of God come in and they just, like Jesus, they look at a demon and that person's the demon leaves. Wow. And we think, oh, I want to do that. No, just deal with the little. First, deal with that little, the little things in your life. The little foxes that spoil the vine. You deal with that. Once you start dealing, you have power over those little things. God will promote you. God will increase you. Look, don't try to strive and get your promotion. Allow your heavenly father to promote you when he sees your faith. So today, church, I want to bless you. I want to declare God's abundant life and love over you. And I pray that as you begin to open your heart to a revelation that suffering is not bad, but suffering is a tool that we need to use to, to develop endurance so that we can become perfect, lacking nothing. I declare over you that this revelation is good seed on good ground and that you will receive this revelation and that you will begin to develop an appetite for enduring a greater appetite for enduring. You will not look at challenges and go, oh, you know, I can't do it. I know no, this is too much for me. No, 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 no. Why would you choose to suffer? Like, you know, I made all those statements, but today I'm standing here as a testimony of what God has done in my life over the last three months and what I've endured and how much I've overcome. And I want to encourage you and I want to invite you into a dimension of possibilities. So we bless you, we love you, and we will catch you next week. Bless you, church. God bless. Bye.